0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Elenco Animal Health and Kelly's Finance. Music Hello, I'm Kerry Lunigan. Welcome to The Weekly Grill. The standout award for young folk involved in agriculture in Australia and New Zealand is without doubt the annual Xander McDonald Award. Xander McDonald was one of the most progressive and forward-thinking beef producers in Australia. His death in 2013 was a huge blow, not just for his wife and family, friends. The industry lost one of its captains. But his achievements continue to be honoured with the Xander MacDonald Award. This is awarded annually to an outstanding young achiever in agriculture in both Australia and New Zealand. Today our guest on the grill is the 2021 Xander McDonald Award winner from Trent Bridge Wagyu Stud near Armidale in northern New South Wales. Welcome to Charlie Perry.
1: Good morning, Kerry. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, well, you're on the grill with Beef Central and Charlie, we'll get back to your penchant for Wagyu genetics in a while. But let's start with your family property when you were growing up. I'm told it was all were into wool, superfine wool.
1: Yeah, so I was um, born and raised in New England, and um, my my parents had a, a superfine wool um, operation. They all, always had a, a few cows, but it, it was essentially a sheep enterprise, which was typical of our area at, at the time, but um, that sort of ran out of puff in the, the mid-90s when we ran into something called foot rot and, and sort of um, tried to persevere through that, but it, it, um, it beat us in the end.
0: Yeah, and you didn't go to an ag college. Your uni study looked like you were aiming to be an economist or a merchant banker. You actually studied arts and something of commerce and arts.
1: Yeah, that's right. I think if I was um, um, doing a psychoanalysis on myself, I would just say I was deeply incisive and tried to keep my options open. On on one side, I was doing accounting and international business. On the other side, I was doing philosophy and history. So, um, I, you know, as I've just spent the morning chasing around cows, I think, you know, my, my time studying Pluto and Foucault was terribly useful.
0: <laughs> Maybe Aristotle was the answer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, yes, you... but I... Um, it, it set me up to, to have, um, I guess, a, a broad range of um, different skills, which allowed me to do a few different things post-university.
0: Yeah, post-university, you went to a big accounting firm, Ernst Young, is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, I worked at um, Ernst & Young in their consulting division, where I did um, large-scale infrastructure transactions <laughs> and... Um, and different um, sort of um, management consulting gigs. I think the uh, the last thing that I was working on, I spent 18 months flying in and out of Canberra, working on the now defunct um, submarine project. So nice to see our taxpayers' money at work.
0: Yes, well, that's uh, time spent, Well, wasn't it?
1: Time? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you Man, wouldn't want to take these things to personally.
0: No. Now, you in, said in your mid to late 20s, I'm told a, a phone call from home, which was to change your life... You decided to give up the city life and head back to the property.
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I um, I I always was very very connected to, to the land, and I always, have, um, even when I was away for sort of ten or twelve years, I think I still yawned my dad every morning about what was happening on the, on the farm. But I I distinctly remember one Sunday evening I was on quite an unsuccessful date, and I. Wouldn't normally take a phone call like that, but I did, and um, and um, and it was from my parents saying that there was some interest from an agent on our on our on our farm, and they spoke to me about it. And so the next day, I was flying into Canberra, and I thought it's probably time to go home. So I resigned that day and came back in 2015. And and having looked back, it's the best job in the world, I think.
0: Now 2015, uh, Charlie, the, your dad had actually started into Wagyu, hadn't he? I mean. He had tipped his uh, toe in the water, and, and he liked what he he found, and you took to this with some enthusiasm.
1: Oh, the mum and dad had done a lot more than um, did their toe in the water. They had a, a well-regarded stud um, already, Trent Bridge Wagyu, um, and they were selling bulls into you know, um, F1 markets from northern Queensland down to, to Tasmania, and um and I, I guess I just came home and joined the business and we've um, been lucky enough to, to grow it a bit over the, over the last few years. So
0: you, know, you settle on a, a Wagyu stud and you aim for the highest genetics. Uh, what did that involve? I mean, where do you get well, high genetics in Australia, for example,
1: for a Wagyu? Yeah, well, that's a, that's a good question. So um, what I guess drives a lot of our breeding decisions is um, is the different genetic tools that are at our disposal. So um, the Australian Wagyu Association has got some fantastic different, you know, genetic evaluation services, and then I guess we we just try and scour the country constantly to try and find the best genetics to suit what our ultimate customer needs are. So we're predominantly breeding full blood bulls for the first cross market, but we also breed um, full blood feeder steers and bulls for. You know, F two, F three, and F four production systems. So, I guess um, different genetics have different value depending on what you're trying to do.
0: Now, you sold a cow, I understand, not so long back for two hundred thousand dollars. Tell us about that uh, animal and why it made so much money.
1: Yeah, that's um, that was a, it was a pretty special moment. Um, it, 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 that happened in 2019 when we we're at the. The depths of the, the worst drought on record and things were a bit grim. And we put this um, animal, K34, which was a five-year-old cow, up for auction. And she had the, um, the, the redeeming feature of being the highest Marvel score cow um, on breed plan. Um, so that, the highest registered animal at that time. But I um I was um gracious enough to um go down to Adelaide to watch the sale and I left my old man and mum feeding cattle in the dry and I spoke to them just before the sale and I was like, you know, things are a bit tough, it's sentiment's a bit hard with the dry. I think we might make twelve grand, but let's not take it personally. <laughs> <laughs> and then she went for two hundred thousand dollars. It was um it was just a wonderful wonderful moment. She was purchased by an Australian group from Tokemore, um, Keith Hay at Gene Flow, who since then has been um, very supportive of the, the Wagyu industry buying a lot of very valuable animals. I
0: understand there were two bidders and they just kept going up and up and up and your eyes yeah, yeah Yes,
1: I think he was going toe-to-toe with an American um, chap who had some oil and gas money behind him. So that's not someone I'd like to go toe-to-toe with. Gee, two hundred
0: thousand dollars, but to show you the vagaries of uh, auctions, you had a couple of bulls for sale there too, and you had—I think you had a twenty-five thousand-dollar reserve on them. How did they go?
1: <laughs> they both passed in. I think we mentioned. I mentioned this to you last night in the in the the pre chat that we did in terms of just um, how wonderful farming is as a leveler. You know, <laughs> yeah. on one side you're, you're riding high, and in the next moment you um, you have a couple of animals passed in, and and I think um, what happened then that was um, sitting in the broader context of that period at the moment. It was. A terrible drought and people weren't really using bulls to breed. You know, females had a a greater value then. But yes, yeah, you can never pick it, can you?
0: No, two hundred thousand dollars for a five year old cow is pretty. Cow is pretty handy though. That must have given you a bit of enthusiasm for what was uh, coming up. So you settled in Northern New South Wales. The Wagyu business is going as fast as you hoped, or maybe even faster.
1: Yeah. Just um, going through a phenomenally exciting period at the moment. I mean, anyone breeding, you know, protein at the moment in Australia is having a, a wonderful time, but the um, the global appetite for Australian wagyu at the moment is just stunning. You know, I've had many conversations with the different supply chains in Australia and they're all looking to expand at the moment and... Um, you know, that's just off the back of the, the demands that they're getting for their product overseas, which I think is just a great compliment to the Australian Wagyu industry about the quality of the product that we're producing.
0: Time again for a brief message from our sponsors,
1: Alenco and Emoth Health. Don't let your cattle suffer the setbacks caused by buffalo fly. Combat buffalo fly with Corral, Patriot and Silence insecticidal ear tags providing up to four months of long-lasting fly control. Alanco has you covered with a range of ear tags to suit your rotation program. Contact Alanco and find out how you can win the Buffalo Fly Battle now.
0: You're listening to On The Grill. Our guest today is the Xander McDonald Award winner for 2021, Charlie Perry. So within the last 18 months or so, you became interested in the Xander McDonald Award. How did that start? Did you know of it or did someone provoke your interest?
1: I didn't. Um, I'd, I'd heard of the award but didn't know know much about it. But a, a, a good friend in the local area, Jess Webb, who I'd had a bit to do with um, within Beef Australia, suggested that I, I throw my hat in the ring and I think I may have forgotten to do that on two or three occasions until the deadline was approaching, and she suggested I do it again. So, um, yeah, I was I was very very fortunate that I, um, I was nudged a bit in that direction. But um, it was a, a wonderful experience at McDonald Awards and with the judging right through to post um, and now enjoying the benefits of the award. It was it was a wonderful experience.
0: Now, tell us about that uh, selection process. I, I understand you spent a couple of days together with your your fellow award uh pretenders then and, and and what happened during those two days
1: yeah so i mean just as a as a compliment to the way the zanna mcdonald award is is run it's it's much more than you know someone being awarded the the award and and other people not the the there's um an application process which i actually think is um um starting around august um this year and um And then there was um, four finalists selected and we all went down to Orange for two days and there was a a period there at the start where we did a presentation regarding, um, you know, our role in the um, Australian agricultural industry, our experience, what we're passionate about and what we'd like to do in the future and how that award might help enable that. But, you know, uh, we then had um, some different training and also the, the culmination of the award was Sort of gala evening where they had, um, you know, a lot of sponsors of the award and other sort of luminaries of the agricultural industry come to this beautiful winery outside of Orange, where they they announced the winner, which I was very humbled to to be the recipient of it. But you know, yeah, so um,
0: I'll get to that in a moment, Charlie. But you, I'm told you had to give a uh, you had to offer referees. For your background and character, etc., and achievements. One of your referees was a neighbour who, when contacted, is alleged to have said. That bloke, Charlie, I taught him everything he knows, and now he knows twice as much as I do. Do you remember that?
1: <laughs> that might have been my um, very dear friend, Locke Rogers from Little Talk, Angus, who I still think is probably one of the best cattlemen in Australia. So I think um, I think um, he's telling an outrageous fib there. But he, um, no, I've certainly... Um, Learned a lot about about cattle and breeding Wagyu from him. So, um, and now we both pretend we're not competitive, but whenever we um, visit and look at each, each other's cattle, we always walk away very jealous.
0: Now, your instant reaction when you were announced as the Australian winner for the Xander McDonald Award?
1: Oh, I was you know I was quite, quite um, I don't think of the word um, humbled or overwhelmed. To be honest, there was some very um, um, significant um, figures in the Australian um, agricultural industry at the dinner. So to be recognised in front of them was was an experience I certainly won't
0: of. Yes. Now the, the the prizes the the winners the winners get something extraordinary. Give us a brief rundown on the prizes and, and the awards right through until uh, the one year to the next.
1: Yes. Yeah, so the um, the. There's the sort of two components to the award. The first component is some um, some money. I think there's $10,000 that you can put towards some further educational training. So whatever that might be, either you know an area where you think you've got a skills gap or want to learn more, they, um, the, the award will help you do that, which is very exciting. But the thing that I'm most excited about this whole award and what really um, sort of flagged my interest was it's essentially a mentorship award program. Yeah, so so it's, it, it, it is all about mentoring, isn't it? All those exactly, big names what,
0: just, a, Yeah,
1: what you can do is um, identify and put together a, a sort of your dream agricultural trip and then it's sponsored and supported by the um, Polaris where we're provided with a, um, a plane where you can put together an itinerary for a week and then fly da- fly around and visit um, you know some of the leading um, figures in agriculture which is just you know I haven't done the trip yet I've got that loosely scheduled for November but just something I'm terribly excited about because I think um, you know I think about my own personal growth and the 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 d- potential development and experience that I'll get meeting with some of these people will just be just be wonderful
0: yes you just look, look at the names of the in the sponsor list um uh the uh, MLA, AAK, Westpac, the list goes on and on and they are the biggest names in Australian agriculture.
1: Yeah, absolutely and um, at the judging we were fortunate enough to have last year's recipient, Rosie O'Reilly, um, who talked about her experience from um, as she was the, 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 um, the awardee last year and it just sounded like a, a wonderful, wonderful experience and um, she was fortunate enough to go and see, um, um, visit Santa McDonald's family and spend some time with Julie, who were obviously still very involved with the the award and great supporters of the award. So I think that was quite a humbling humbling experience for her.
0: Yes, uh, so now you've gone through most of the year. You've got your big trip to come, but what's your favourite memory so far?
1: Oh, well, I think um, my favourite memory has certainly been just a couple of days in orange and, and that process you know the other finalists that i got to interact with were just wonderful wonderful people with with fantastic skills but also you know from you know the other sponsors from tamani or angus to some of the guys at paraway who were at the dinner to you know aa co to just to sit down and have dinner with some of those people with a was a, um, a, a, a wonderful evening and I'm very much looking forward to the, the rest of the, um, the year where I can enjoy the benefits of the award.
0: Time for a brief message from our sponsor, Kelly's Finance. Established since 1988, Kelly's Finance Group have the finance solutions when it comes to agribusiness lending, from property loans and livestock funding to machinery and vehicle finance. They are the experts in arranging finance on behalf of their clients, that not only ensures market-leading interest rates, but more importantly, financing that is suited to your agricultural operations, and not your lender's bottom line or their preferred security position. With access to an array of specialist and traditional finance providers, there's no job too big or too small for the Kellys Finance Group team. Contact Kelly's Finance Group today for an independent and confidential discussion on how we can add value to your business moving forward. Today's guest, 2021 Xander McDonald Award winner, Charlie Perry. So now you're back on the property and you're getting into well, I could loosely call it agri-politics, I suppose, because now you are president of the Wagyu Association of Australia.
1: Yes, that's right. I'm, I'm not sure if agri politics or politics is the, the exact expression, but I guess yes. I'm. Um, I've been on the board for about um, oh, five or six years, I think. Um, and um, for the first three years, I was. Um, Um, the treasurer, which you can imagine is a highly sought-after position for a um, (laughs) non-for-profit organisation. They're like, oh, you did accounting, that'll be your job. But um, it's been a wonderful experience and I think I've been the president for the last 18 months and that's been um, a fantastic experience. We've got some seriously talented directors who run very diverse and um, sophisticated
0: supply chains. What's your goal in this position as prayers of the uh, Wagyu? Well, there's sort
1: of two things that I I'm very focused on. Um, one is, and it sort of can probably loosely be framed around, you know, improving the sustainability of the Australian Wagyu industry is the kind of headline and there's different ways that we can do that. So the primary way I think about that is through genetic gain. So um, the, the supply chain um, for wagyu is very expensive So it's because they go on feed for quite some time. So yes. it's absolutely critical that the right type of animal goes on feed to make sure it reaches its genetic potential. And there's a lot of different things and really exciting sort of R&D work that we're doing at the association to try and achieve that. And that's, I guess, my my absolute passion and why I've been um, enjoying being part of the the company.
0: I understand that Wagyu are being uh, taken on seriously in America, South America, South Africa. Is that a concern or are you very confident about the future of Wagyu?
1: I think you always have to be aware of the other other um, global competitors. Having said that, though, I think the Australian wagyu industry is at least sort of 10 years in front of a lot of the other um, um, countries you just mentioned. That's because we've got some very sophisticated, impressive supply chains who are um, very um, sophisticated around feeding, selecting the genetics, killing and marketing the animal, um, and also it's underpinned by, you know, a very impressive um, company in the Australian Wagyu Association who are doing some fantastic R&D and driving growth uh, in, in the industry. I mean, just as a slight example, the fastest-growing membership base of the Australian Wagyu Association is individuals in America. I think Texas is our fastest-growing area because, you know, they're seeing the, the work that we're doing with genomics and different... Evaluation tools, genetic evaluation tools, and and they want to be part of it. So I think we can never rest on our laurels, but I think at the moment we're sitting in a very strong
0: position. So you're telling me that American Wagyu breeders are joining the Australian Wagyu Association because they'll they'll obtain better knowledge here than they would at home.
1: Yeah, yeah, in droves, to be honest. Um, and um, and and there's benefits to the Australian Wagyu um, breeders. Because of that, because um, they'll often source our genetics, and that sort of supports the Australian sort of seed stock industry here, and take them um, take them back to America.
0: I have to say, there I didn't wasn't there, but I was told at the Melbourne conference recently there was a terrific vibe throughout the room, all through that all that
1: uh, that occasion in Melbourne. Oh, I'm thrilled you've heard that because I um, was. I had a similar experience. I just thought there's so much energy and optimism within the industry, and a significant proportion of new entrants. A lot of people doing F1 Wagyu, and a lot of people just very passionate to, to learn about the industry. And I think one thing the the association did well there is pulling a very diverse range of speakers to to, to come and to come and uh, attend, and hopefully they were something there for everyone.
0: Charlie Perry. Wagyu Breeder, 2021 winner of the Xander McDonald Award. One of the notes in the award says, it's to be given to those who make a difference. Congratulations, Charlie, and thank you for being on the grill with
1: Beef Central. Oh, thank you so much for your time. It's been an honour to be on.
0: And thank you for joining me today. Until next time, I'm Kerry Lonigan, and this is the Weekly Grill brought to you by Alenco Animal Health and the Kelly's Finance Group.